0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So good evening. Um, At this time of year, it's um, common for people as we approach the end of the year to reflect back on the year. You know, people make New Year's resolutions as they look to the new year, or if not resolutions, oftentimes just, you know, thinking about the past and the future. So I wanted to talk about that a little tonight, and to begin, I want to invite you, anyone who'd like to participate, just to take, we'll take a minute or two to reflect yourself back, looking back over the year and looking ahead. You may have already done some of this. And so, for those of you who would like to, just let your mind go back over this past year. Um, There may or may not already be things just that pop out to you from the past that either you felt good about, um, you were happy about, or that weren't so good, maybe quite difficult or challenging. There may be things that you wanted to happen or wanted to attain or achieve that may or may not have happened. Um, You may have, you know, all of us are all human beings, so we've all can find ways that perhaps we've acted that were not as wise and skillful as perhaps we'd like all the time. There may be some things like that you can remember. There may be ways you acted that were really out of a coming from a very skillful and wholesome place that um, that come to mind. Maybe acting out of uh, real clarity of mind, or kindness, or loving kindness, or compassion, something like that. And so, as you think back, you may not only recollect uh, material things that you wanted. To happen or did or not perhaps um, what we might call spiritual qualities too maybe you had had a an aspiration or intention to cultivate certain quality and then you because you look back you can see well how that went for you um, you know are you satisfied dissatisfied so it's not only looking at whatever the thing itself is or could be more than one thing, but how you're relating to, as you look whatever happened or didn't happen, as you look back in the past, how do you hold the places where, um, you know, you felt good about what happened? How are you holding the places where you, whatever it is, where you wasted time, or blew off what, you know, was important to you, or just whatever it is? All right. So I'm going to say more. In a minute, I'm just trying to get everybody to kind of think back. And so now, if you want, you could let go of that. You might want to spend more time, um, you know, obviously whenever you want. If you want to really um, spend time reflecting. But for right now, let your mind go into the future now. So looking ahead into the new year. You may or may not have things that you would like to get or have or achieve or attain Right, so you can just see what those might be maybe th- again things in the material sense when I say in the material sense in in the outward, it may be actually things you want to get, or it may be you know advancing in careers or something around your financial situation or your health, or it could be many, many different kind of things, relationships, and it may be things that don't aren't so obvious uh. Externally. It may be in, inner qualities that you're interested in. Right. Or you may be pretty content and not particularly having anything or just not clear in your own mind. And so that's it's whatever it is for each of us. There's not a right or wrong with any of this. And again, just, just check in not only for whatever things come to mind, but how you're relating with those things, what, um, how you're holding them. Right? And then, if you'd like, you can let go and just let your attention come back into the room. So if you have your eyes closed, so if you want, you can come back in. <coughs> I used to be a, part of a men's group many years ago, maybe seven or eight or nine men. And we, we met together for a number of years and one of the things we would do every New Year's Eve, most New Year's Eve evenings, is we went to this particular beach that was secluded so there wouldn't be anyone else there and we'd build a big bonfire and then just a bunch of guys. So, you know, everybody would, we did this little ceremony where you, uh, as at the ocean, it was cold, we'd all take off our clothes and run into the water. Yeah, here in the Bay Area, down in Santa Cruz, and um, jump in the water, and you had to the the, you you didn't have to stay in long, but you had to at least get every bit of your body submerged, even if it was just for one second, and then you come out and you know be freezing. We'd run back to the um, to the bonfire, you know, dry off. It was all toasty, and sit around and and then reflect back and reflect in the future, and we get real philosophical, and it was great. And the idea, I think, of going to the water was sort of, it was to be a purification or a cleansing in some way. And it was kind of an intense thing to do because it was, you know, pretty cold and then come back. And and I remember at one of those um, times someone brought up the idea of that I hadn't thought about in, in these words before, about creating your life to be what you wanted it to be. And the idea being that, you know. Day by day, you know, weeks go by, months, years go by, and we can just kind of go along or we can kind of set conscious intentions about directions we want to go, what we want our lives to look like. And if we can be more conscious about it, the idea being that we could then sort of work backwards and say, well, what what do I need to do to consciously be moving in these directions and sort of be more Uh, purposeful about our lives and I had thought wow that, that sounds great and so I remember making this whole list of okay what would my life look like if I had you know just my dream best ideal life and so in every category I could think of I had all these lists about financial and relationship it was all things I wanted to get right I don't know if there were many inner qualities on that list, mm-hmm. as I think back. It was things I wanted. I remember I used to, um, when I was younger, my brother was a weightlifter, and I was never much of a weightlifter. Except you know, I went to the gym to exercise, and so I wanted to be able to bench press more than my brother. So that was on the list. You know, I wanted to, we had a little bench press competition, and you know what I wanted financially, and around what relationships and my living situation, just everything I could think about. And then at some point, I don't really remember if I even ever engaged in the list, but at some point the list was just forgotten completely until not too many years ago, going through file cabinet and cleaning out, I came across the list. I'd completely forgotten about it. It's like, oh yeah, this list. It was very interesting to look uh, look through the list again and you know, I hadn't gone about this process that I envisioned of creating my life, at least in that way. And some of the things on the list had happened, some of them hadn't. I did not uh, uh, outbench press my brother, <laughs> but I didn't care. It wasn't that That was kind of a humorous thing on the list, but there were a number of things on the list that really at the time I had made it, as I think back, you know, were important. And this is, you know, really I would want my life to look this way. It might have been a real dissatisfaction if, if it had gone in a different way. And what struck me is not so much what things had happened and hadn't happened, but how many of the things on the list that I just didn't care about anymore. At the time, this, is, this was my life, and if, boy, if I had this and this and this was going to be great. And now, so many of them, I ah, just didn't care. So many things that we um, think are important. A lot of things are important, so I don't want to uh, discount them or invalidate whatever is important to you in your life. That's for each of us to decide. But it's worth reflecting on the places that we can all get caught in sometimes, where we really, you know, I got to have this, and I want this, and this is what it's going to look like. And if it's not this, it's not going to be okay. And and if i get this it's just everything's going to somehow fall together and be okay you know it's it's that um it's that place that can sometimes think we some it's it's common for people to fall into a place of maybe feeling like this isn't it whatever this is and, and we may not know what and we're not there whatever we may not know what that means or what that looks like. We just know it's not this. And maybe, you know, that may or may not be true for you. I don't know. If I'm not saying it's true for everyone, but it can certainly happen. right? And so we may want to, as we're reflecting back um, and looking ahead, think and really get a sense of, um, what's important? What's really important for us in the deepest sense, in the highest sense? And what's not so important that can seem important to us sometimes? And I don't—I'm not saying it's always easy to discern the difference. I—I I don't know. But just to engage in the process—that's all I'm asking you to do. This may not relate for you either, so that'd be something to check out for yourself too. You know, it might be worth reflecting on. Um, let's just do it, actually. Let's take a moment, do another little reflection. This will be very, very short. And uh, something I've done here before, but it's been a long time. So some of you may have heard this. It's worth doing again. I'm going to just pose a, a few questions, and then we'll just take a few few moments with each question just to let it, sit inside and you, you can see if something comes for you or not. Here's the first question. And you may want to, as you're, you know, let, let yourself stay connected into your body. Can sometimes the, the answers or the knowing can come just out of a sense in the body or it could come in the heart of the mind. So just staying open and receptive. First is, in the deepest sense or the highest sense, what, what do you want your life to be about? What is it about? You know, what's it all about? What do you want it to be about? I mean, really, in the, in the highest sense. So, okay, we'll let that one go. You know, you may have gotten a felt sense of something. This is also something you can spend more time on your own if you want. I'm just going to just go through these quickly you may not have gotten anything. That's no right or wrong about it. So here's a second question. When you look at how you're actually living your life, how it's actually going, how satisfied do you feel with how your life's going in relationship to what it's about, or what you want it to be about, in the deepest and highest sense. I'm not asking how much you're living out of that place in your life, because we all live out of a place, out of what I, I'm using this word, I, I, there might be better words to use, I'm, they're just not coming to me around. I'm saying the deepest sense of the highest sense. Right. There are places, times when we all are connected into that place, whether we're conscious or unconscious of it. And there's other places where we're just caught up in things and lost. We're just human beings, so that's okay. It's not a right or wrong. I'm asking, how satisfied or dissatisfied do you feel? In other words, perhaps there, there, for all of us, there can be a gap between our ideal and then how our life's actually manifesting. And I'm not talking about necessarily how it manifests externally, although it certainly can be. That'd be fine, but um, I I had in mind more just internally. But if there's a gap there, you know, how satisfied or dissatisfied do you feel? Okay, you can let that one go if you'd like. And then the next one is to the extent there's a gap there. In other words, this, my highest sense of what I want my life to be about and then what's actually happening what causes the gap that might not be an easy answer maybe we get pulled into things for example that pull us away from what we living more true to that deepest place in ourselves there could be many many things may not get a sense of it Just, just check it out and then let that go Last question is what would support you in your life to close up that gap? Right? That might not be a clear answer either, but it's something to contemplate. Something to you know just reflect on and think about. I have an assumption, but I realize it's just an assumption; it may not be true. When I think in my own life, and about what's most deeply true, and what I would like to see, my aspiration—I would say, my aspiration—that's a word I I like—the aspiration for what, what I for my life in the highest sense. For myself, I would like to live more integrated, more. Truly, from that place as much as I can, and when I think about that, that really um, is something I can sign up for in my life and get interested in. That may not be true for everyone, and of course, there's things that can pull me away from that. So, for example, um, you put a, you know, one of those good 1950s or 60s cowboy movies on. And because I grew up watching them with my dad. And so it's programmed in my mind that I love them. Just a waste of time, really. Right? But, and I could have even seen it three times, but that, you know, whatever comes on and it's even a bad one. But that was the golden era for Westerns. Yeah. I don't know. I just my dad watched those when I was a kid, right? The cowboy movies and the ranchers, and you're battling over the water rights or the shootout with you know, the gunslingers and all that stuff. That's the not not so much the cowboy and Indian ones, because my even my dad said, you know, we like stole the land from the Indians. Even he had enough uh, consciousness around that, so he didn't watch those so much. That was pretty good back in those days too. Grew up in the 50s and early 60s that he had that consciousness. I didn't appreciate it at the time, but now I think back and say, you know, Dan, that's pretty good back then because people But I'm talking about like the shoot 'em up cowboy movies. Any of you see um, Six Ten to Yuma? That movie? Three ten to Yuma. right? Really? <laughs> that was a great Western. I mean it was great great it's as good as they get that's as good as they get so <laughs> if you haven't seen it it's got a lot of shoot 'em up in there so you have to know there's a lot in there but you know it and some violence but it's that's you know just it's just got to be in there so for me You know, if, if, if my daughter were to call me up and say, Dad, you know, want to come over and watch 310 to Yuma? I've seen it a few times. You know what? Whatever I'm doing, I'll just drop it and go there. It's really, if, if in a way, it's. I'm just trying to make a point here. I don't know. I'm not, I, sh- I shouldn't judge it as wasting time so much. Maybe there are other examples I can think of. But the point I was trying to make is, is that things can pull us sometimes, oftentimes, away from that highest aspiration in our lives. Maybe, maybe that's not a good example because, you know, if I'm watching that, something like that with my daughter, actually it's kind of a bonding experience. So that's not a good example, maybe, um, about the Westerns. Or even if I'm sitting at home doing it and you know, my wife's gone to bed and it's late at night and I know I'm going to be sleepy the next day and I've seen it three times, I'm still going to watch it. That connects me back with my dad. Maybe not a waste. As we reflect back through this past year, as you look ahead, it can be valuable to notice as we're either consciously or maybe not so consciously making these decisions or choices. Maybe maybe you have a list, or maybe not, or maybe just have a sense. I mean, I bet we all have an idea of what we would want life to look like and what we maybe we can all imagine what we definitely don't want life to, to look like. Everyone can do that. And depending on your circumstances, you know, all of us get some combination of both. Right? You get some of what you want and what you like, you get some of what you don't want or don't like. And and some of us may be getting a lot of one or a lot of the other. It could be kind of balanced. So that would be a mix, you know, in a group this large. Probably quite a range of how that is for each of us. Right? When we look back, I think we need to be respectful of those forces that can pull us away sometimes. So, you know what? You didn't get the whatever it was. You didn't do the whatever it was. Or maybe you acted in a way that really created some suffering or some difficulty in your life. It can be helpful and skillful and wholesome, And wise for us to think back on it. And If there was something difficult or something that we really have some remorse over, you know, there's what's called healthy remorse. Healthy remorse is when we look back to something, we can't, you can't undo it. You know, once you did the whatever it was, it's out there. Cannot be undone, right? Cannot be undone. Its effect has been put out into the world, into the universe, if you will. We can feel back on that and even feel the suffering and the pain and the difficulty around it. Not to beat ourselves up or to tear ourselves down, but to help us to realize it's like, oh, yeah, when when I get caught in this or when I act in this way, it creates difficulty, it creates suffering. That is a wholesome, healthy thing to do in so far as it uh, informs the choices we make moving forward. Not that you're never going to get caught again in everything in anything. Or you're ever going to, you know, screw up or you're ever going to like waste time or blow off what you were supposed to do or anything like that. But it can help inform the decisions we make. And we also need to be respectful of the power of the forces that can really pull us. And when I say be respectful of it, those are real forces. Now, hopefully we make some choices and the, the more we can be mindful, that's the practice we're doing, and clear and awake then the more, rather than just being pulled along and not even seeing when we're caught up and heading on a way that's heading us away from our highest aspiration, what we want our lives to be about. You know, we can be more, we can make some choices, even in the face sometimes of strong energies that pull us in different ways. But I still think it's important to respect the power of these forces that create suffering for people, you know, Every day, I was just thinking back to um, what's been big in the news now is this Illinois governor who, right, I can't pronounce his name, but um, you all know who I'm talking about. If you don't know, if you've been out of the news this last week, right, he was caught on tape. uh, um, He wanted to sell, you know, he's going to nominate the replacement uh, not nominate, appoint the replacement um, for Barack Obama's Senate seat. Illinois, and he was saying, yes, listen, I'm not giving this away. It's to the highest bidder, basically. The guy's not looking so good. Right? First thing that came up in my mind when I heard it, just to be honest about it, wasn't kind. You know, it was something like, you know, you. I, I can't say it on the tape. Victor, you can you can edit, right? Yeah, but I don't trust him. I don't know if he'll edit it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really like, you know, you jerk. You're and worse. <laughs> right? You know what? The guy probably is jerk. <laughs> but rather than what what shifted in me is, I remembered my aspiration that I have, which is t- that to live in a way where no living beings ever shut out of my heart. Oh, it includes this guy. (laughs) What am I going to do? Even to say, oh, it includes this guy. I'm already tinged with aversion. You know, I got a lot of work to do. Instead of beating myself up, I have a choice. There's a strong energy. You know, it's easy to kind of be disgusted or hate this guy. So I tried to find what would be skillful to help me. And what helped me was, rather than looking at the behavior... Um, I reflected on something Marshall Rosenberg, I heard say, who uh, started this nonviolent communication that some of you, I'm sure many of you know about. Instead of looking at the action, I was trying to, and of course I'm just making up stories, I have no idea what would motivate someone to do this, so I can't answer it. But I could reflect on what might cause someone to, why would someone do this? Nobody's gonna consciously create suffering for themselves, create a complete meltdown, an utter disaster and a loss of everything. What why might someone do that? And I don't know the answer, but I could so I'm just kind of thinking, well, you know, maybe who knows how he was raised. You know, maybe he was raised by a parent where, you know, you'd think he's the governor. Don't they have a good pension? You know, he didn't need whatever it was, it doesn't make sense. Well, who knows? Maybe he was raised by a parent that, you know, it doesn't matter what you do; it's never good enough, right? If you, if you're, if you're a 4.0 grade point average, why aren't you a 4.3? You get into Princeton, why aren't you in Harvard? You know, if you're the president, why aren't you the Pope or something like that? You know. So imagine if I don't know, maybe something like that, where you, you know you have to. I don't know, this guy, this last few days who's uh, running this hedge fund and they apparently built people out of something like $50 billion, this Ponzi scheme he was running. You have to wonder. Again, I'm just, I noticed in my mind it wasn't kind. So um, um, you just think, Danny, how much money has this guy got? How much do you need? Why would you do this to other people? Don't you know you're destroying lives? Then I kind of woke up out of the trance. Oh, wait, okay. Aversions are rising in my mind. These thoughts are arising. Feel it. My body's contracted. What am I going to do? What would cause a person to act like this? You know, and I just kind of say, you know, it must be very painful to come from a place or, you know, and you can start to shift out of some, to maybe get a little compassion. It doesn't mean we condone the action. I the guy should probably go, you know, go to prison. I'm not. Saying that, but it can shift our attitude. So when you look back this last year, right? How are you holding yourself? This is the whole point I'm trying to get to. For the for the things that you felt good about, can you let them be there? Have the enjoyment? Feel good about it? All that stuff that's, that should, but we don't have to get all puffed up about it, right? doesn't mean we don't appreciate it, appreciate ourselves. No, I think we should do that. We don't have to get all puffed up about it. And conversely, in the places where, you know what, your life didn't go so great, or maybe there's a lot of places like that, or the way you want it, right? Notice how you're relating to that. Can there be a sense of not Tearing yourself down and regret—it would not help. Different than wholesome, healthy remorse. But those regrets and and, and, and an aversion towards yourself, or whatever it is, you know. If so, perhaps it's useful to make a maybe a shift in your mind, if you can. And I'm not saying it's easy, but just you know, we just do the best we can. Start to say, well, you know, what would cause me to act like that? (laughs) What might you know, and it might be as simple as I'm just addicted to westerns. Yes. I'm not actually addicted. I, I kind of build it up a little more, but you know what? I, that pull is there, programmed in from my father when I was young. So I can see that force. Just using it as an example. You know, maybe there's things that pull you towards whatever, or when certain things happen, it just triggers you off and react. Right? Those sh- we should work on those, keeping in mind our highest aspirations as much as we can right? but can we hold ourselves with a little care and compassion and understanding as you're reflecting back and then seeing the ways that pull us off or pull us in ways that don't serve us so, because you, and you can't fix the past so how do we use that to inform the decisions we make moving forward And so then looking forward again, notice if there's like this, you know, I want to get this and I'm going to, you know, that may or may not happen. That's kind of I saying it in a strong way. But, you know, that that craving mind, you know, just notice what it's around and just, just pay attention and see it may be something that we really do need to get. You know, if you're dealing with, I don't know, I'll make something up, you know really scary difficult health situation and I hope I don't trigger anyone off here because I just as I said that I realize there's probably 90 or 100 people here and a group this big there's going to be some people here right now who are dealing with some pretty challenging health situations so you know take it easy if that's bringing stuff up but just or whatever it is it may be quite understandable that you really 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 want things to go a certain way all right Maybe you're dealing with some difficulties in the heart and mind or quite a- peaceful about it, too. That can happen. But, right? So I'm saying it's understandable, but we just want to take a look and see. But it may be things like, uh, which I've also shared here before, about when um, three years ago, I, uh, when my car died. No, I'm sorry, my daughter, who was in college at the time, her car died, needed a new one. And so I gave her another car and we decided to, to get a Prius hadn't been thinking about cars i was just happy all of a sudden i'm craving a prius couldn't wait for it to come i just had that wanting for it and i was saying to my wife i says this is this is just this is pure dharma right here i'm just noticing this craving in my mind is just happening over this car and it was a little suffering's kind of a strong word but it kind of was i was just like when's it gonna come you know it's it's kind of suffering and then the Prius came, and it's a great car. I still drive it, and I am it. It's a nice car. I, I'd buy another one. But I didn't, I don't know I, what I was thinking. I was going to enter some, like, glow of utter <laughs> fulfillment and bliss or something when it came. No. You know, for a day or two, it was like, wow, this is great. And then that kind of dropped down, and I was just back to normal. Only the craving was gone, so that suffering was released, which was a big relief. You know they've d- they've done lots of uh, um, studies on these are well known for people who've won the lotteries, won a lot I mean many many millions of dollars, and it's invariably once the uh, euphoria wears off, which might take a while if you win you know a big chunk, they just go back to they're just like they were it's just like this. No change in there, they just what, if they were depressed before they were depressed if they they just went back to what they were. You, you know if you asked them what the number in the bank book is, it would be a big number but but their actual experience hadn't changed right thinking to the things you want, we just want to bring some perspective to it. It doesn't mean don't have in mind what you'd like to do for your life. you want to take care of yourself right We're all living in the world It's probably not skillful or helpful to not pay attention to your life. Tend to what needs to be tended to. But we just don't want to get too carried away. Right. That thing that you're got, that's your list you've made if you've made one like I did, right? Is it like the Prius? Right. So many things I've found that I've wanted it was the. I think it, I don't know what it's. There's this promise of happiness if I get it, and what happens is you get it and you just got it, and then, but the but the you can see the suffering of the craving and it drops away and it's a relief. So I don't know. It's just something to check out as you're looking ahead. I'm not only talking about material objects, but what I'll call spiritual qualities or inner qualities. Those can become things too that we crave after, right? I want more concentration or bliss in my meditation. I want any concentration in my meditation. <laughs> they keep saying it's going to happen. When's it going to happen? It does. But, uh, right? but If we're craving after it, which is common, we take, why wouldn't you? Meditation is, it's, it's, it's it's so, there's so many positive things we could say about meditation on so many levels. Of course we want to be more quiet and still and blissful or whatever, you know, and all these, and clear and mindful and insightful and wise and all of that. Who wouldn't want to? If we make it an object of, 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 Clinging or grasping, though, we've taken something wholesome and we've kind of corrupted it a little bit. So the best you can at least just be aware of those forces are happening, even out of things that could be, you know, an aspiration, like I said earlier, to live in a way so no living being is ever shut out of your heart. Well, I do have that aspiration. It's a real aspiration. I take it seriously. And as I've already shared tonight, I get lots of opportunities, which I think are real gifts you know that that Illinois govern, governor, he did me a real favor, because I was going along thinking everything's fine, and yeah, I'm loving towards all people. And he unmasked a level of uh, pla- uh, in me, place in me, that can still have a mind that's and heart that's not kind, or actually feel some gratitude. When I think about it, like now, it's unfortunate that he created so much suffering for himself to do that, and for others too. I don't know, is this, or it did me a favor. If you notice places in you that you don't feel so great about, and if you are um, not holding yourself with kindness and compassion, you've done yourself a favor. It is it is suffering when you do that. And I wish you all, if any of you are doing that, that to be able to kind of let that go and just live in a place where the mind's more quiet and the heart's more open. But you've actually done yourself a favor because something's been revealed where there's a place that's at least has the potential, the seeds there, of self and hatred might be a strong word, but maybe not being as kind to ourselves as we can be. And so you get to see, oh, there's a place right there. And let's just work with it with some skill and wisdom and kindness. So, uh, we're coming to the end here. I hope all of you will, as you reflect back, not only to look at whatever, uh, you know, uh, as we were saying, whatever things you've done that went well, that didn't go well, but really paying attention to the attitudes of mind you bring to it and bring to yourself. Really see if they can bring that uh, sense of compassion for yourself and love, how you hold all of this. And then again, as you're looking forward, uh, just the best you can um You know, how does it relate? I'm just summing up what we've already been saying. How does it relate with your highest aspiration for your life? How does uh, how are you relating to it or holding it? Right? Can there be a sense of ease? Yeah, head in a certain direction, but let's not you know make it um, an object for clinging or craving. If we can, and if you cannot at least bring some awareness around it and know that, well, maybe there might be some suffering around it, possibly. Right? Sometimes the, the, we, the, the, we are grasping or clinging or holding or wanting like that, and we even see that it's happening, and yet something doesn't want to let go in the mind. is isn't ready to let go. And, um, okay, maybe we might suffer some around it, possibly. You know? Okay, that's when we really need the compassion as much as any time. We even see that we're clinging and still it can't let go. (laughs) I know that place. It's painful. You know, it's like holding, the image they use is you're holding a hot burning coal and usually, like, nobody has to say, um, better drop it, you know. It's just like, it just happens when we see the suffering, when we really get the suffering of the clinging but we don't see the pain of it, so it's burning, burning, burning. I'll end with this. Um, oftentimes, in Dharma teachings, it is said that the foundation, before we even meditate or start to cult do any of these practices, starts with what's called the morality. Sila is the Pali word, right? Non-harming, not stealing—these precepts. Living in a way that doesn't cause harm or suffering for others or for ourselves—and creates really a place of, you know, the kindness and the sort of opposite of difficulty and suffering for ourselves and others. Um, I would say, even more foundational for that is uh, self-compassion. This, this is not coming out of the Buddhist texts. I'm just—this is my own take. That's the place. If we start from that and then we can work on the morality, the sila, the precepts. And hopefully not come out of a place of, of there's something wrong with us and I, or judgment or anything, but hold ourselves with the compassion and then work on the meditation practices and all these other things. So you can check that out for yourself and see if it's... It's almost nine o'clock. And because I've talked right up to the end, um, what I'd like to do is j- we're going to get out of here on time. Close. So it's one minute to nine. Um, I'm going to take literally one or two minutes. Um, if you need to go, please just you know take care of yourself and get up and go. It's fine. If you can stay one or two minutes, um, the way I would like for us to end is just to... Um, if you need to shift around, you know, just get as comfortable. You know, we've been sitting for about an hour and a half now, and you know, as comfortable as your body will allow. Sometimes our bodies don't let us get that comfortable. Just do the best you can. You need to stretch out a little or whatever. And then if your awareness has if you've kind of gotten disconnected from your body or from your own experience and you know gone out into the the concepts of the talk or into the room, if that's happened to you, um, just bring your awareness back to connect inside yourself again. So connecting in with whatever experience is happening in your body, in the heart, mind. and Just check out what's happening in your experience. There might not be much going on, or there may be some things. Maybe in the talk tonight some things came up or maybe things you didn't like in the talk or that you really were drawn towards, just whatever, something. or maybe you came into the evening with something from your life that's cooking around in there. So just connecting with whatever your experience is and see if you can hold it with a sense of kindness and that sense of just allowing it to be, in a sense, the, the, the experience of your being just to kind of unfold moment by moment, kind of in a non-interfering way. If you notice a place that you're not able to just let be in your experience, it's too difficult, it's too painful, whatever, then bring some acceptance for that place. Just as much as we can, see if we can have that sense of allowing for our own being and our own experience. And then to end, we'll just do, just as a dedication of merit, let us reflect if there's been any um, positive energy or good qualities, or we'll say any merit is the traditional way of talking about it, that's come about or been generated by our time together, our practice together this evening. Let us offer it up um, for the benefit and liberation of all beings, wishing May all beings everywhere be happy. This includes you. This includes you. May all beings everywhere be peaceful. And may all beings come to an end of suffering. So thank you all uh, for your practice this evening. It was nice to hang out with you last week and this week, so it was nice. I haven't been here for a while, so good evening.